Donald Trump Jr. is a force to be reckoned with, much like his dad. He's a patriot. He's a savage on Twitter. He's not afraid to go on TV and speak his mind. He puts America first. He's got a beautiful family with kids that he loves. And now he has a new book out called Triggered, which is exactly what he does to liberals every day. And we spoke to him about all of that. Before we get to all that, I want to tell you about our sponsor today, who is Stamps.com. If you're running a business where you've got to send out a lot of mail, who has time to go to the post office and why? Stamps.com brings the post office to you. No need to interrupt your workday to fight traffic to get to the post office, especially now during the holidays when the post office is a zoo, is extra busy with people sending holiday cards and gifts and that is why you need to go to stamps.com. Anything you can do at the post office, you can do at stamps.com. Stamps.com eliminates trips to the post office and saves you money with discounts that you can't even get at the post office. And how it works is you simply use your computer to print U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter. And it's official U.S. postage. Any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. And once your mail is ready, you just hand it to your mail carrier or drop it in the mailbox. It's that simple. Stamps.com, you get five cents off every first class stamp and up to 40% off priority mail. Not to mention, it's a fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters. So don't spend a minute of your holiday season at the post office this year. It'll be a nightmare, I promise. Instead, sign up for Stamps.com and print your own stamps. There's no risk with my promo code WHB. You get special offer that includes a four week trial plus free postage and a digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts just go to stamps.com click the mic at the top of the homepage, and then type in whb that's stamps.com enter whb stamps.com so you never have to go to the post office ever again okay so i asked donald trump jr about what democrats hate to hear the most and that is that their impeachment nonsense is a sham thanks don for doing this Good to be here. So after Russiagate, after Stormy Daniels, after the Ukraine scandal, after the tax return stuff, my viewers look at this impeachment stuff and they simply tune it out. They don't care. Because as, they, as know they, that, they, they know that it's just an effort to get the president out of office. Yeah. And you follow it because you've been a victim of all this stuff. I have. And my viewers are wondering, should I care about this? Should I follow this? Or should I follow the stuff that actually matters to my family, my community, my the economy, the border, that's the stuff that matters. Why is all of this impeachment circus important? It's not, it's because the media will make it so because they will do whatever they can to try to take out Trump, right? right? I mean, they have decided to be the marketing wing of the Democrat Party. Uh, that's a decision that they've made. We've always known they've been left-leaning. Uh, now, now they've gotten, there's no Democrat. pretense of objectivity right, right, anymore, right. and that's the reality. I mean, you saw the outrage of last week was that I, apparently, me, mm -hmm. outed the whistleblower. Now, by, by retweeting a link. Correct. Well, by, by literally retweeting an article that actually had the guy's name in the title of the article. I mean, so I'm like, it's, they make it seem like I outed, like I had a team of spies that searched this guy out right. and, and find him. And, you know, they'd be better at that in the deep state. Those kind of people. I mean, <laughs> right, he's a CIA right. guy, right? Like, he's probably more suited to that. But it turns out they weren't really mad right. that I outed him. 
They were mad that now that his name is out there, you can say, oh, he was Joe Biden's guest at the state dinner stuff. <laughs> right, right? Exactly. He was out there in, in the photograph crying, right. you know, with Susan Rice when my father was president-elect and went to visit Obama. You know, that famous photo where everyone's in tears, like right. little children. Right. Uh, you know, he's out there. He's a, you know, colleague and friend of Brennan, you know, <laughs> who can lie to Congress and there's no consequence because he's one of them. So, you know, this is like we got Trump version 12.0. And honestly, I think Americans are sick of it. They see the results, they see the numbers, they see unemployment, they see job startups, they see every aspect of what my father campaigned on actually being enacted. They see the results of those successes, despite all of this craziness, despite the Mueller hoax, every hoax they can, you know, now it's Ukraine, right? I mean, I've been talking about Ukraine for a year right. and, and, and the corruption and it was never even news. It never got any pickup. It never got anything until they could magically make it about Trump. And then all of a sudden, oh, oh my God. And if you had done that, if you had oh, well. gone to Ukraine and your father had said, hey, you know, uh, get this investigator to stop. Otherwise, I'm not going to give you funding. How do you think the media would cover that? Well, how, how about if I was in Ukraine making $83,000 a, a month, month right. for a no-show job in a language I don't speak and a business I know nothing about? Right. I mean, I know that kids are off limits. If you're a liberal, but you think they'd give me that same privilege? I don't think so. I, don't uh, you know, think so. I mean, it was a big part of some of that I hit, you know, in the book when I was writing it, because it was the hypocrisy of the media. It was what they tried to do to me. I mean, Hunter Biden at 50 is totally off limits. Baron Trump at 13 is not off limits. They can go after him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hunter Biden's off limits for taking a billion five from the Chinese government. But if Donald Trump Jr. did that, what would happen? Right. You know, Hunter Biden, you can't talk about that. You're a son of a rich man. Yes, I get that. I am. So is Hunter Biden. We've both done very well because of our fathers. I get it. The difference is, we did that as capitalists. We did it as business people. Hunter Biden did it off of his father's taxpayer-funded office. And yet the media seems to conveniently forget that right. every whole, single day. The, the false equivalency is truly sickening. Yeah. So I want to talk about your dad is often seen as this multi-billionaire, New York mogul, tough guy, which in many ways he is, but a lot of Americans saw the fact that he has this family with his, with his sons and yeah. his daughters that he loves. And I think that really attracted people to him because he has this great family. I think he had the best of both worlds. I mean, right. he, he had the business chops, you know, sort of that toughness, but then you do see that other side of right. him. I mean, but that wasn't just even through family, that was through, you know, life experience. I mean, that he was a great builder because he spent time on construction sites. They're like, well, how does this billionaire relate to regular people? It's like, well, right. he's been dealing with regular people his, his whole, whole life. life. Right. You know, construction teams, you know, workers, he would go speak to them, he would listen to them. And then he'd make up his own mind, but he wasn't just getting guided by people in some glass tower somewhere. He'd get down on the ground, on a job site, listen to hardworking people who see it with their own eyes right. every day. This is how you could do it better, Donald. This is, you know, if you did this, you could create some efficiency here. You could save money by doing this. You could build it better by doing X, Y, Z. And so he's had that relationship and that back and forth for decades. It was nothing right. new for him. And to you do have these office. five beautiful children. Yes. How do you deal with giving them that life where you're attacked, you get death threats, you get fake anthrax. Yeah, no, stuff. I mean, that, that was the other aspect of sort of the outrage of last week. Like, right. Donald Trump, you endangering the CIA guy's life by, I'm like, literally, like, it's been out there. Like, <laughs> exactly. I, I don't know, this is nothing new, right. but I'm endangering his life. It's front page everywhere uh, for the whole day when, you know, an exploding envelope of white powder substance sent, you know, my wife at the time and literally a, a federal agent to the hospital for a day, right. uh, not knowing what it is, going through tests, not knowing for days, it's right. no big deal. It's, you know, it's, it's just a Trump. It's just a conservative. It doesn't really matter. Right. Uh, and it's that sort of tacit uh, complicity, uh, almost acceptance that 
It doesn't matter about them. It's sort of the same mentality as you had with, they're the deplorables, right. they're the irredeemables. Right. You know, it's almost like the next step would be they're the disposables. <laughs> right. uh, no, but that's, right. honestly, but, I mean, if that stuff happened in the prior administration, okay, if, you know, one of the Obama daughters, God forbid, got something like that, it would drive the news cycle for years. Right. Okay, I mean, it would literally alter elections. Uh, when it happens to a Trump, it's a little different, right? Just like what happened to my brother in restaurants, you know, getting attacked. Uh, it, it's, it's a double standard and it's truly sick. Are your kids aware of what you do and how much people hate you? Uh, listen, I, I think they're aware of some of it and then they also come with me to plenty of places where people love you, you. you walk down the street and they're just, please can I take a, I, I, you know, thank God for your family, thank God for what you're doing. So, you know, again, we do live in New York City. Right. Uh, you know, so that is not always easy. That is, you know, that can be, that can be pretty rough, uh, certainly for the older ones where they get it a little bit more than, uh, than the younger ones. But I think, you know, in the end they get it. And I, for us, I think, you know, we went through some adversity, nothing like this. Uh, you know, when we were kids, we're going through a sort of very public divorce, having parents do that, being on the front page of the tabloids for right. months on end. You know, and while it was brutal at the time, I think it was actually, in the end, in a sort of perverse way, probably good for my life in that, you know, it, it toughens you up. You have to sort of have an understanding of the real world. Right. I want to ask you respectfully, there's been these turning point showdowns. This has been an organization that has built itself on being a free speech organization. And, you know, free speech means that as, it doesn't matter if you agree with it or how contemptible it is or how disgusting it is. You can say it and you're encouraged to engage with it. And it's another thing, though, when they start heckling you. But you're no stranger to heckling. No, listen, you're, again, and you again, dealt with the view people who are heckling you. you again, hit we're, we're not afraid of controversy. I also right. don't need to elevate right. some viewpoints that I want nothing right. to do with, mostly because the reality, you know, if someone chooses to cancel a Q&A section of a thing where I'm there for a book signing, I don't really care that much. Right. Because again, it's also not my responsibility to give them a bigger platform right. uh, to be able to do that. Because, and, and more importantly, again, it's sometimes easy to actually take that question to shut it down Mm -hmm. really quickly and in a normal world you'd actually get a win but with the mainstream media the way they cover it they utilize that then to attack me to try to create some sort of links that don't exist to try to do so you know I, I understand you know when someone else makes that decision I'm totally fine with it because again I know how that stuff is manipulated it was such a big part of the book they will take something that it is as they've done with Charlottesville for what a year yeah two years they won't uh, they won't play the they, rest they, of they the won't clip. play the rest of it they do the one thing and this is you know that's a Trump supporter it's right. like and they well, you know, I could right be sitting the there moment. disavowing it saying it's sick, saying it's that, uh, you know, they don't talk about sort of the leftist side of that. And they don't talk about, frankly, the ratio, right. which is, yes, there are people that are extreme on both right. ends, there's but there, there's so much more of, of that type of stuff on the left. But again, because they are in general, virtually in agreement with it, uh, it it's just much easier to sort of so set that So your strategy aside. was thinking, I'm going to be associated with this. I have I no strategy with that. I'm doing, yeah. we, I've done, I'm just going to go. We did, you know, campus tours for the last, I've been on four or five campuses in the last month. You know, yeah. some of them are speeches that there's never, you know, a Q and A, some of them, they do have it and, and we will do that. In many cases, we've shut them down. Right. And on The View, though, which you, you did an excellent job calling Whoopi out for her defense of child rapist Roman Polanski yeah. and Joy Behar's blackface, which she completely lied about, which she absolutely did right. do. And it's like reality doesn't, doesn't even matter anymore. Yeah. But you debated with them because maybe you wouldn't be associated, you knew you wouldn't be associated with their views at all. 
Well, I debated with them. You know, don't forget, I was there, brought there under the pretense of, hey, we're going to do a big thing on your book. Yeah, yeah. You know, I didn't yeah. get one question in three segments. Not, <laughs> no, one, not no. one question uh, on the book, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, but if I'm going to go there and someone's going to start attacking me, I will fight back. I mean, yeah. and that's the reality. I mean, that was their 5,000th episode. Yeah. They've never had anyone push back. I mean, it's, it's sort of interesting, the amount of people, and I've been doing book signings basically every day since then. I did 3,000 yesterday. I mean, 3,000 book signings. Virtually everyone that came up to me in that home, just, I love what you did mm -hmm. on the on view, the because view. it's the view, not the views. Yeah. There is one, and if you don't <laughs> right. have it, they will try to destroy you. Uh, and I don't have their view. And if they're going to then attack me, I'm going to fight back. What and they're it, just not used to what that. What was it like having the audience actually cheer you on? I mean, that was something that's Yeah, incredible. no, and I mean, it, it definitely, you know, at first it wasn't that way. Mm -hmm. And, and then, then when you start them. calling them out on their nonsense, it's like, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was pretty funny when all, <laughs> when Joy has to start yelling at the crowd, be like, this isn't a MAGA rally. It's like, well, listen, I, I, <laughs> I, I got control them. I got tickets for about 10 people of about 150. Right. So, you know, this was no MAGA yeah. rally. This is the middle yeah. of New York City for the <laughs> View. Right. I promise you, these are not my people, probably. You yeah. know what I mean? It, it, but you convinced them because but their I think ideas you, are common sense. You won them over, and that's the reality. I mean, I would love to be able to have a regular discourse, but even when the conservatives, you know, on, on the show yeah. that are supposed to balance it out start attacking, it's like, yeah. guys, it, I can it, play this game worse. as well as anyone. You know what I mean? You want to play? I'll play yeah. it, but I'll play by your rules. Those are the rules that yeah. they set up. What do you think about Nikki Haley's new book where she calls out John Kelly and uh, Rex Tillerson? for trying to undermine your, the president's agenda. Uh, candidly, I don't know enough about it. I haven't read it. I've, I've been running around the country on a book tour for literally 10 days straight. So I haven't been keeching up with, uh, keeping up with most no, of with the modern stuff. So I'll have to check it out another time. Last question. I love how you open up the book with the one thing your father disagreed with you about, which is your tweets, which for me, I'm just like, out of all Me people, too, by the way. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. All like, people, hey, Dad, your like, tweets are the worst. Dad, I, I love you incredibly. Uh, <laughs> I respect you. I will you know, go out there and spend my life fighting for you and you know, those who support you. It's like, this is the one place where like, I, you I, know, like, don't point you know, you know, maybe we're kind of the same that way. And we, we both got to be able to take a little bit of our own advice. Well, you're excellent on Twitter. And it's amazing how you have no fear of taking down people who are trying to destroy the country. So thank you. It's my pleasure, man. Thank you. Thanks, Don. Appreciate it. Nikki Haley is quite the odd character. I mean, she left on good terms with the president, but there are some questions surrounding her story she's telling in her new book, With All Due Respect. And with all due respect, our sponsor is Cabbage. That's Cabbage with a K. We are not being sponsored by a bundle of vegetables. When you're a small business owner managing inventory, covering payroll, and doing a hundred other things just before lunchtime, that's just an average day when you own the small business. Your time is valuable, almost as valuable as my time. And getting the money you, sh you need shouldn't take up all of that time. And that is why Cabbage created a simple, modern way for businesses to access up to $250,000 of credit. Cabbage's application process is online and it takes just minutes to complete and get a decision. And if your business qualifies, you can access the amount you need right away and withdraw more funds whenever you need extra capital. Cabbage has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and has provided over 200 
thousand small businesses with access to funding. Get the access you need to run your small business today. Go to cabbage.com, use code WHB to get a hundred dollar credit on your first loan statement. That's K-A-B-B-A-G-E.com. Disclaimer offer ends November 30th. Must take a minimum $5,000 loan to qualify credit line subject to review and change. Individual requests for capital are separate installment loans issued by Celtic Bank member FIC. All right, Nikki, Nikki, Nikki. The former ambassador to the UN that has split conservatives along very bizarre lines. The isolationist hater, but then there are some isolationists I know who don't. And she's a huge supporter of Israel. And yet I know Israel lovers who don't exactly like her. Nevertheless, Nikki Haley published a book, and we've got a leak from that book that says Chief of Staff John Kelly and Secretary of State Rex Tillerson tried to recruit her to save the country by undermining Trump. Now, the speculation on the Internet was, was she waiting to sell books or did she tell the president, Sebastian Gorka? And why didn't Nikki Haley tell the president about Tillerson and Kelly's subversion? To which Haley responded, I did. Thank you for your interest. But Sebastian Gorka wasn't the only one to say this. She kept all of this to herself until now, until her book. She didn't tell Trump. Obviously, she didn't tell Trump. Is anybody surprised? I'll tell you, I'm surprised by Tillerson. Now, he later went on to admit it's just a question. But the reason there is so much speculation is because how much longer they survived in the administration after she apparently went and told the president, hey, these people are trying to subvert your government. Because, you know, normally you would tell the president that and it would be like, out, get out of my administration. And that's not what happened. Now, no one is surprised that these two didn't like the president's agenda because they didn't exactly agree with him when they got into office. But what they believe and what they want is irrelevant because the president was elected to carry out the president's agenda, not Rex Tillerson's or John Kelly's agenda. So if they were trying to subvert him, that borders on treasonous. And so there has always been this buzz, 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 buzz about how Nikki Haley's actual loyalty to Trump exists, how far it goes. For months, there have been rumors, and that's all they are, I wanna be clear, they're rumors, that the reason she left the White House was to usurp Pence from his seat and run as Trump's running mate in 2020. And she's always given these subtle reasons to question her loyalty to the administration. When Trump's financial advisor, Larry Kudlow, accused her of being confused on additional sanctions on Russia for supporting and protecting Syrian President Bashar al-Assad, she responded, with all due respect, I don't get confused. And then that became, that became the name of her book, of course, with all due respect. So you're telling me that the name of her book stems from a disagreement she had with a Trump administration policy? And once Haley responded to one of Trump's tweets by saying, oh, this is so unnecessary. This is when Trump was talking about Elijah Cummings in Baltimore. And let's not forget, Nikki Haley compared Trump to Dylan Roof. You know, the shooter that shot up the church in downtown Charleston, killing nine people on the one year anniversary. She told the Associated Press, quote, I know what rhetoric can do. I saw it happen. And then there's the whole foreign policy stuff. 
she was also a proponent of foreign policy that's vastly unpopular with many of Trump's America first base airstrikes in Syria. And, and we don't even know if Assad used chemical weapons on his subjects. And yet she was leading the charge. And her foreign policy, it's, it's totally at odds with the one that the president ran on by bringing us closer to conflict with a number of countries in the Middle East, as well as Russia. So, I mean, she was never exactly, she was never exactly MAGA. I'll tell you what she is, is she's a, she is a talented politician. She's an articulate speaker. And she has that X factor that draws people to her. But I sincerely think that Trump's support of her is very much because he recognizes that she has political potential and doesn't want to cross her. And love or hate Nikki Haley, he knows she will be back in a big way. A reminder to everyone, I'd really appreciate it if you'd please rate, review, and subscribe to the White House Brief podcast. It will make sure the truth rises above all the other stuff out there. So please rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening.